Welcome to Vanguard Radio. The Aryan Alternative, news and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. Fire. Uh, we'll be talking about Paris in Flames, Sam Fran bans firearms, TJB and TNB. Our top story tonight, Paris in Flames. Rioters pelted police with stones in the historic heart of Lyon and youths rammed a burning car into a center for retirees in southern France in a 17th night of urban violence. Paris was calm despite fears of a rampage in the capital. Youths burned 374 vehicles nationwide, down from 502 the night before. Police took 212 people into custody overnight. Attackers threw a firebomb at a mosque in Lyon, but the device caused no damage. Unrest has weakened in intensity since the government declared a state of emergency Wednesday, empowering local authorities to invoke exceptional security measures such as curfews for minors. Neighboring Belgium registered its worst night in a week of attacks on vehicles apparently inspired by French events with 29 cars, trucks, and buses torched around the country. Youths in the Dutch city of Rotterdam also set four cars on fire overnight. In France, the violence started in the Paris suburb of Calichy Soboy on October 27th when about 100 youths rioted to protest the deaths of two Muslim teens who were electrocuted while hiding from police in an electricity substation. The turmoil quickly spread across France in housing projects plagued by unemployment and alienation.
The unrest has forced France to confront its failure to integrate minorities and the anger simmering among its large African and Arab communities. Uh, have you guys been catching this on the news? VNNers, I'm sure, who keep up with our news, our racialist news from around the world, remember a year ago when these Africans, Africans in France, were beating up young whites for their cell phones, the things that they couldn't possibly acquire on their own. Uh, you may remember those. They were riots, really, just like these, except on a smaller scale, and, and they concentrated at that point on pummeling white youths, rather as they do in Kingston and Toledo and all over this country. So uh, the riots are a good sign, in my opinion, because... Uh, it's kind of like our putting out TAA and the shock language we use. It's a sign. The, the, the signs are going both ways, from whites to minorities and from minorities to whites, that the, uh, this uh, shotgun wedding is uh, about to come to uh, an annulment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, here we have another quote. 71% of French people do not believe President Chirac can solve the social problems that fueled the riots, according to a poll published Sunday. However, nearly a quarter think far-right leader Le Pen can. Le Pen uh, is offering or promoting his national front um, platform, zero immigration. How about some reverse immigration? Start to get them out of there on trains and ships. I don't know when it'll happen. The French have historically had uh, some sort of being enamored of uh, Africans. I, I don't know why or what that's about. Maybe it's from their colonial days in Africa. Now, supposedly, these people live in in their suburbs, and the more I mean, the, the real French people, the the more wealthy and the, and the middle class people, normal people, live in the centers of the city. So it's kind of the reverse of what it is in this country. But I'll tell you, I was just in Georgetown, and I noticed that. Uh, these minorities with their uh, trumped-up uh, free government jobs are really encroaching on Georgetown and places like that now. So uh, whatever's going on in France, uh, some editorial writers are complaining that they don't have uh, vertical possibilities, possibilities within that society. And uh, if they don't, it's because of their who they are, who they are biologically and everything else. The same way, the only re reason they have that vertical movement in this country, the, the primary reason, apart from their 25% white blood, is because uh, the Jews have mandated it by uh, 40 years of uh, laws and, and politicization of our entire civilization and its mm -hmm. entire uh, array, panoply of, uh, of institutions. So... You know, good riddance, France. I gosh, I wish we could get it to this point here. We're not quite there. And when I say that point, what it is is, uh, we we need for more whites worldwide to recognize these uh, subhumans for the scourge they are. That's right. I think uh, I'll make a couple points about that, Craig. I think some of the problem comes from the French Revolution, and there were a lot of Jews involved in that. But the the point there was that they were always very universalist you know declaring the what was it universal rights of man when you start talking like that you're going to tend to take your eyes off of men as they actually exist in the world in their separate races with their separate cultural abilities and inclinations and you're going to put them onto this mythical abstract creature called man with a capital m and when people like that who are theorizing and centralizing and they take all power to the center of the country and they dictate away all local differences, uh, then you're going to have a situation that 
if it's not pro-black and pro-Jew at that time, it quickly becomes so because there's no logical objection to it once you've done away with men as they actually are in the world. And so then you t take on the Francophone colonies that they had being liberated. And just as in England, you start to see, you know, that they have the right to immigrate to, uh, to France and they're coming over from Algeria. Then you've got the situation as it is. And then you have the French, the na local French, not the real French, not reproducing it at high rates. And you've got the, the birth differential with the Muslims. And all of a sudden you've got, you know, okay, we have a nation of 50 million, but it's got 10% Muslim. They have Muslim and uh, uh, Negro Africans uh, riding, isn't that right? But most of them Muslims, sure, Muslim Africans. Yeah, I mean, they're most are Muslims, but, you know, and, and then they've got Africans. And the point is, you high birth differential, and, you know, they always blame it on poverty. That's a typical Jewish explanation that poverty produces Africans. No, Africans produce poverty. Mm -hmm. Muslims produce poverty. What you need to do is immediately cease all immigration, and then you need to start kicking these people out because they're not French, and the alternative to that is dying. And for those of you who maybe are new to the scene and hearing Goyfire for the first time, there's a book I'd like you to read written by a Frenchman named Jean Raspel. That might be how you pronounce it in French. I'm not, I'm not a big French expert, but uh, called Camp of the Saints. And it was written in the 70s, and it's about uh, sim simply uh, flotillas of subhumans from, from India and from Asia and from Africa simply invading Europe. And that's more or less what's going on. And what was and, the book uh, there in the 60s, Alex? It's been some while since I've read it. What was it Franz Fanon and the, the Wretched of the Earth, was it? Or what yeah, was it? and, and yeah. that... In, this Franz thing Fanon was like a Bible in universities in this country for people my age. It was just, I mean, if yeah. you didn't read it, you, you, you weren't anywhere. And what was the theme of that book, Craig? Well, it's essentially a, a, a race... A, uh, Jewish communist racialism, what they did is they supplanted race as the uh, envy tool of, of uh, communism, whereas before it had been class warfare, they yeah. essentially plugged in races in there. And I'll and tell you, if, if you were in any school in this country or, or even in North America and you didn't know that book, uh, you know what, you, you weren't with the in crowd. Yeah, and Craig's correct, and that, that book essentially encouraged the oppressed colored people of the world to rise up against the white oppressor and slay him and there was purification and liberation through the bloodshed and the blood being shed belonged to you and me we're oppressing them by bringing them into our toilets you know but of course minorities don't really they're not famous for their sense of irony they're not famous for their intelligence <laughs> they're not really famous for anything but act like monkeys and of course as always it's the Jew behind it. Fanon I do not believe was a Jew but certainly the promotion and celebration of his book was a uh, the work of Jewish radicals who can, as they say in the protocols of the elders of Zion, alternately tranquilize and excite the public depending on what they need for their political agenda. You know, I, I'm not plugged into TV where I am right now. I'd like to be seeing some of the video on this, but I've seen the print and the print stories digitally on online, and they talk about French youths constantly. French youths, hey, fuck you, French youths. You know, can you tell yeah. us a little bit of truth. You know, and, and then what do we see? French firemen and, and, and French cars burning, you know, uh, Citrons and such. L l l let's see, uh, you know, those pictures you posted, Alex, did show some, that they were high-quality digital. And those yeah. were essentially practically the only ones I've seen of them showing these minorities. I don't know where they're rioting. Somebody should get over there and get some video of them really rioting instead of, uh, you know, the carcasses of the cars after they've snuck in in the night and, and burned them up, and then they're gone. It's, it's, it's some kind of magic or something. It's, uh, it's, it's just like here in the U.S. where 
And, and I made the point before that the media is uniform from Nome to, to Miami and, and Augusta, Maine, down to San Diego. But it's the same thing, not just in the U.S., but worldwide. And as Craig yeah. says, they call them French Jews, but the last thing they are is French. They're just in France. They're like Jews. They don't belong to the native. They're Jews in America. They're Jews in Germany. They're Jews in Poland. But they're not Polish. They're not Germans. They're not Americans. They're, they're goddamn Jews. And, and here's a point I want to make. Um, you find people like the Jew Mark Stein who are saying exactly what I just said about Muslims. See, and they're not called kooks and extremists when they make the point that these are not Frenchmen. They're, they're Muslims in France. He made exactly the same point that Craig just made, that these are not disaffected French youth. They're Muslim youth in France. Well, we're saying the same thing. They're not just Muslim youth in France. You're a, a writing Jew in America. You're a writing Jew in Canada. You're a writing Jew in South Africa. You don't belong to that any more than the Muslims do. We are the people who founded these countries. They're our nations. And the Jews and the Muslims alike are alien interlopers. And the trouble they can cause in merely 10% of the population where they're raging for 17 nights, you think about what they can do when they're 35% of the population. They'll own it. So you need to deal with the problem now because tomorrow it will be too late. Right. This has uh, been going on for over two weeks, just complete anarchy in, in a so-called uh, major Western European uh, country, this is out, this is definitely out of control. What type and, of implications is And let's, let's underline, okay, the name that you call something, you call it France, call it America, whatever. That's just a name given to a place. Race is what defines the difference between peoples. You know, all of us should begin to think. I, I know Americans, uh, those of us, and most of us listening to Goyfire, most of the listeners are probably in the United States or North America. But the fact is, you guys, all of you, mostly men listening, some women, our racial homeland is Europa. This is we're mightily bodily connected to this place. You know, the the North American Indians are always saying this is their 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 place, and the whites came in here and invaded. Well, you know what? That's our racial homeland. That that should mean a lot to us, and we should begin to identify with it. In my opinion. Yeah, this is where our people occupied for thousands of years. We've been there, and we fought back the Muslims before. Yeah, and. It, and we need to do it again. And Charles Martel smashed them at Tours in 732. And we, we, their descendants of the people who defeated the Muslims, should not allow them to retake it over any more than we in the U.S. should allow the Mexicans to reclaim portions of the North American continent that civilized people have taken from them. And, and in the U.K., Alex, a lot of these guys are, are, are Celts, as many of us are part or nearly 100% Celt. And, and they have to put up with this crap of, of, of these Jewish leaders in their government. There are a lot of them in, in Britain and uh, in France as well. And if it's not the Jews, it's their Chavez Goy enablers doing it to, to imagine. I mean, this is their race. This goes back thousands of years. These guys were down. The Celts fought in, uh, they fought the Romans. They went as far south as uh, North Africa. It, it's just... sure. And these guys, for doing what we do, we do every week on Goyfire, they're going to prison. Sid, one of our moderators, posted that one, he knew a guy over there who had merely made some inquiries about purchasing a given book, and he was investigated. I'm not sure if he was successfully prosecuted for that, but he was certainly investigated for merely making inquiries as to where he could purchase a given white nationalist book. Yeah, that, and that, that's embarrassing because we are the people who invented the concept of letting the other guy say what's on his mind, free speech. It is not natural to any other race or people, but, but we white male minority, <laughs> the despised minority that can tolerate, just as we tolerate free speech at VNN Forum. 
we can tolerate criticism because we can handle it and we can place it and sometimes we can benefit from it even but to other races it's simply disrespect and I'd like to say they like to talk about good Germans who followed Hitler blindly well I don't think as many of those existed as people think and a lot of the ones who followed Hitler were pretty brave but if you want to look for good Germans you look at the people for the Office of the Protection of the Constitution who are out there trying to track down people online who are supplying any kind of material into Germany or who are merely exchanging music within Germany and they're going above and beyond the call of duty very very meticulously and fastidiously and, and slavishly and following their Jewish uh, the Jewish people who dictate to Germany and they're actually going outside of Germany and trying to identify people that they may not be able to touch legally right now but in conjunction with elements and the the uh, the Nazi hunters at the Department of State and uh, other people of the Department of Justice if people leave the US they can then uh, throw them in jail if they if they turn up in Europe yeah, the, the gun grabber Jack Rosen is trying to get that going, and of course Jack Rosen is involved in that Gonzaga University with Morris uh, Seligman uh, DNA Jew uh, D's, and then that's Jack Rosen, a big neocon supporter of President Bush, and on top of that, he was uh, yeah. uh, in the American what the Jewish Congress, is it not? I believe that's right. Yeah, you've you've got a dangerous government when to get around laws that that the henchmen don't like you simply team up with countries that don't have those laws and, and you carry out mm -hmm. torture you carry out censorship and we've seen as I've said on other Goy fire sources high up in the German and English government saying yeah your first amendment is the only obstacle to creating a seamless anti-hate web on the internet to where everything that opposes a ruling regime is banned is simply legally impossible Alex there's That's another aspect of it and that's the Semite thing, the fact that these are Muslims, because in our country they've really gotten these neocons on the uh, on the trip and off the wavelength that, oh, my, we, we just look at these Muslims coming here and causing trouble. Well, first of all, that was the Jew law in our country with Emanuel Seller, the, the Jew in Brooklyn, in Congress for 50 years, who got him, got him in here in the first place. And Absolutely. now that they've imported their, their Semite war, check this out. Here, here's one for irony of pancakes. There, there was some uh, restaurateur, some Muslim, I believe he was in Ohio. This was a couple of years ago. We had him on VNN Forum, and we had the picture of his building. He, he hired somebody to paint a whole uh, anti-Jew, anti-Israel mural up there, a little cartoon mural. You know, they, they hate cartoons. I recall that. Yeah. 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 Wasn't it in Cleveland somewhere? Yeah, I believe that's right. And, and it was the ADL, wasn't it, who came out and said it was the worst case of anti-Semitism he's ever seen. <laughs> yeah. See what the right. maybe the people don't get it. The point is, is Muslims are Semite people too. Arabs are yeah. rather Arabs are, and so some Jews say it's the worst case of anti-Semitism. It's like saying uh, a white is inherently anti-white or even has the ability to be. All well, I suppose they do in the case of Chavez Goy, but gosh, yeah. Well, this is why I think it's it's almost you know it's talking about Muslims, Christians what have you, even Jews to a certain extent as far as it re is in regards to religion is more or less a smokescreen. Uh, if we're going to look at this ethnically, we've got, you know, North Africans and we've got Semites and we've got Europeans and uh, they just don't get along in any type of policy. Multi it, however they try to sugarcoat it, that brings these three people together in any type of combination or concoction is uh, doomed to failure. Yeah, well, yeah, with, I, do we need oil more, or would, do we need the Bible more? Uh, I was going to say, yeah, the, the Muslims are, have a simple, crude religion that works, and the simple and crude will drive out the 
refined and complex if it doesn't take active steps to defend itself. And, that, and the Muslims, just like any, any lower breed of animal, are going to sense fear. And they sense weakness. And when they start doing this rioting and they don't meet any response, by God, they're going to keep doing it. And so when, when they come out with this, you have to crack down on them hard. And you have to say, look, we're the humans here. We're running the show. Okay? You fucking raghead dogs. And you fucking kikes who let them in and suppress all criticism of yourself. And I may say, set off with dashes, that it is completely illegal to criticize Jews in France, something that Jewish commentators in the U.S. will never tell you. If you don't control these people and you let them control you, they ain't going to have no sympathy for you. They're just going to see you as a weakling, and they're going to run right the hell over you. Hey, just please talk a little bit about Le Pen and, and uh, just exactly what Alex is uh, alluding to. You know, Le Pen has been, what, in prison? or He's been on trial three or four times, convicted, isn't it, for, what, inciting racial uh, uh, animus or something? Yes, he was. They brought him uh, in front of a European court, I believe, or some type. Or they, they brought him up on a on a charge stipulated in the European Constitution that you could not make racially insightful remarks, and uh, that's been handicapping him in his efforts to uh, rectify the situation in France. But but since the rioting, they can't follow his advice as quickly enough, right? According to a poll, he is now. Uh, he now has 25% um, uh, chance, or they, they, the quote was for, you know, can Le Pen solve these problems? 25% of the French people said yes. Is, it, is that for hey, a coalition government or to win outright? Aegis, I'm, I'm pretty sure the average Marcel on the street, just as the average Joe Public here in America, would agree that you got to shut down the borders. I, I have no doubt that it's exactly the same there, and they recognize that when you import people who are radically different in race and outlook, but principally race, you're going to have great problems. And they don't want them in France any more than we want them here. But the managers of society who are Jews and corrupt elite, uh, people who have gone through the Jewish processing that is higher education, that's what it is called, they are going to think like that, and they are, they are against the people. The elite are at odds with the people. That makes the governments illegitimate, whether France or America. And people need to yeah, understand. The average the guy in the if, street understands you've got to control the border. It's not hard yeah, to understand. I, I mean, I, you're have, French. You want to be. You want to be French. You don't want to be Euro. You don't want to be African. You don't want to be Muslim. You want to be goddamn white French, like you were born. You're proud of your country, just like we're proud of being American. And you, yeah, you don't want it destroyed by a, Mexicans. Where they work through the courts to uh, destroy popular referendums or uh, outlaw parties, popular parties, or get popular candidates barred from running. That's, that seems to be their uh, modus operandi when anything, any type of grassroots political effort uh, gets moving. Yeah, the, the left just likes to, any, any result, it likes to claim that it speaks for the people even when it's proposing and pushing through measures that are directly against what the majority of people want. And then when the people rise up in some form, whether it's through talk radio, they start calling it hate radio, whether it's through militia, they start calling it angry white male, uh, whether it's through a popular referendum, they simply throw it out of court or their judges rule against it. And every, in every step, they're actually against the people. Well, that's typical of Jew-led causes. Everything is done in the name of its opposite. Everything has a nice name and a nasty reality. And the way that you get out of the situation is through the Jew, and that means naming the Jew and fighting the Jew actively as one unified white racial group, and no other basis can sustain opposition. Right. Well, the draconian efforts they're now introducing in France uh, has a similar parallel now in San Francisco. It's the next 
topic from Boyfriend Tonight. San Francisco supervisors propose sweeping gun ban. San Francisco supervisors want voters to approve a sweeping handgun ban that would prohibit almost everyone except law enforcement, security guards, and military members from possessing firearms in the city. The measure, which will appear on the municipal ballot next year, would bar residents from keeping guns in their homes or businesses. Uh, Barnes said the initiative is a response to San Francisco's skyrocketing homicide rate as well as other social ills. There have been 86 murders in the city so far this year compared to 70 in all of 2003. Quote, the hope is twofold that officers will have an opportunity to interact with folks and if they have a handgun that will be reason enough to confiscate it, he said. Second, huh. we know that for even law-abiding people who own guns, the rates of suicide and mortality are substantially higher. So while just perceived to be a crime thing, we think there is a wide benefit to limiting the number of guns in the city. A second quote we have here, Washington, D.C. is the only major American city that currently bans handgun possession by private citizens. And it's also the blackest city in America, except maybe Detroit, but they, and they're they're typical they're typical hypocrites because all the liberal elite are going to have guns and have private security. They're going to be like Carl Rowan in D.C. a few years ago, uh, who had an illegal gun and he wrote columns against gun control for years. He was a black, and uh, he ended up shooting some white kid who was like skinny dipping in his pool, a teenager. And it just showed you, they're all around hypocrites. They want themselves to be protected at all costs. They want a dual standard society where they're the elite and they can do whatever the hell they want sexually and, and self-defense-wise, and you can't do a darn thing. Yeah, they, they'd send couriers into, I think it was at one time, maybe still Virginia and certainly West Virginia and even as far as Texas and uh, where the handgun laws were easy and bring them right in. Uh, you've made commentaries before, Alex. What do you call a nigger with a gun? You know, that's his number one uh, you know, stick pin kind of thing. The thing is, all it does is empower the criminal, as they've seen in Britain and as the guy wrote the book, John Lott wrote the book, More Guns, Less Crime. The more people who have weapons, the more fearful the thieves and murderers are going to be. They're looking for easy targets, and if you disarm the population, that's just common sense. And again, we here in Goyfire, the difference is we deal with the why. We're not going to stick to saying, oh, these politicians are stupid, they don't understand. You better believe they understand what I just said. They know that. They don't want you to be able to defend yourself. They want to take your First Amendment and your Second Amendment rights away to defend yourself. And you'll only have those rights when you're willing to kill and die for them. Now, once you have a civilized setup, you can preserve it by means less extreme than those. But, but ultimately, that is what it comes down to. They want to take your gun. They want to take your ability to even discuss what they're doing. Just a few goyfires ago, we talked about the uh, white man down in Atlanta who jumped out of his truck on the freeway and uh, marched over and, and and shot the nigger dead who was uh, who'd actually just killed a white woman essentially I went to school with a lot of these San Francisco liberal white elite types and you know I got into the first argument I ever got into in college was uh, this was back in the in the uh, mid 80s and and I remember the San Francisco liberal this guy was like yeah I think they ought to lock Bernie Getz up in a room with those uh, those black guys for 10 minutes and just I'm like, oh, you don't think they're going to rob him, huh? I mean, you, some of you may not recall this. It was about 20 years ago, and uh, Bernard Getz 
was uh, had been accosted by blacks, and he ended up taking like a gun on the subway in New York. And uh, he may have even been a Jew or, or part Jew and part yeah, German. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but but a bunch of them came on to him, and he fucking basically, what did he do? Did he? I think he. He either pulled the gun on One of them was paralyzed, I think, because I remember that. It was such a happy <laughs> ending. One of them was paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> a bullet in the spinal cord. Jewish, uh, the point was this, ner <laughs> this nerdy, nerdy kind of electrician guy had been accosted uh -huh. by blacks and mugged by them. And so he, he was carrying a gun illegally or whatever, but he shot him when they came onto him and tried to do it again. And, and uh, that's just a measure of how the liberal elite look at that. Like, you're the bad guy if you try to protect yourselves from... The niggers lose. Well, not only the liberal elites, the muds too. They're incensed that whites might have the temerity to actually defend themselves, as in Kingston, as in Toledo, as in you know Bernard Getty. Well, even though he's a, a dubious, uh, you know, racial uh, provenance, but oh, they become all sensitive. It's the, funny how niggers go from being violent to being really hypersensitive in just the wink of an eye. They're always mm -hmm. willing to go from murdering you or raping you to being the fucking purest driven snow type of victim. You know, a minute later they're crying about blah, 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 oh my God. Yeah, we have here in this article uh, a person quoted, he says, if gun control worked, Washington, D.C. would be a beacon. However, it's the murder capital of the United States. Yeah, but I'll, but that they'll just claim there that, well, you can bring guns in from other states. So they have to, it's just like health care. They screw it up and then claim they need socialized health care. Well, gun control doesn't work anywhere, so they claim that you need to have it everywhere. And then I'll start working. Do, do, do you remember the, the, the both of you this case with Lowenstein, this pimp down in Texas? I, I want to dovetail it in because this pimp, this Jew pimp was down there running girls from, uh, I guess, um, the, uh, Russia. And he was up on a gun charge, you know. Uh, essentially, a judge has let him off to go work at some oil refinery or processing or, or, or oil rig camp in Siberia. But the, the interesting part is this gun charge he was up on. And, uh, you know, if a white nationalist had been caught in this kind of charge that this Lowenstein was, you know, he'd be, uh, you know, like doles. He'd be behind bars for years. And here this fellow's off on a, a work permit. I think he'll go straight from Siberia to Israel. This is how the gun laws are unevenly enforced. They have in this country this thing, this curious thing called selective enforcement. No matter if it's gun laws or civil rights laws, you name it. And it's getting pretty sickening and revolting and, and downright dangerous for whites. Yeah. And they've they've tried the thing is they've if if they were intellectually honest they've tried all these laws before in Australia and, and England all they do is increase uh, the crime because the, the cops think about it if you were a criminal you'd be happy to have gun control laws because you don't care about them you're not going to follow them you'll have the gun if you cared about law you wouldn't be a criminal why why can't the NRA people and all of them who are so strong in the Second Amendment why can't they make the leap to racialism I just don't get it yet because half the time they're headed by Jews. Like that Metaska, who was the former head of NEA, they're always going to stay safe, what they think is safely patriotic and off the racial stuff. But you know, our crime problem is blacks are irresponsible, and their irresponsibility, uh, as one of our writers uh, used to say, you know, they, they bring the heat down on everybody else because they have to be controlled by cops because they, can't, they have no self-control. So, yeah, if you could ban blacks from having guns, hey, that'd be awesome. No one wants niggers with guns. And, and you know, and the, how do the papers write it up? They always write it up like the gun is the active agent and the black is the passive victim of the gun. Like the gun is using the black. I often write that satirically. The gun is using the black to commit the crime. It's just like using, it's another version of the French use. They're using words to disguise reality to try to deceive people. And you constantly have to, I see this on both ends, you have to fight the reporter to get the story. 
just as if I do an interview with a reporter, I have to fight the reporter to get any of my words to come through so the reader can understand what I'm saying. They simply will not report reality. And that's because the press is, does not function. Only theoretically does it inform people. The reality is it's there to make money for the advertisers and to advance the owner's political agenda. And it's uniform. No matter where you go in the world, you know, apart from the part that Jews don't control, the Arab part, it's basically all saying the same thing. At the beginning of today's show, you were talking, you were broaching this subject of so-called natural rights and, and, and what Jewry has injected like a heroin into our society. And you juxtapose that with what is actually, in fact, real reality and evolutionary fact of creation. When I say creation, I mean of culture, of, of greatness, of architecture, of music, and everything else. I mean, where is the Jewish country, for example, except Israel, which was founded with $8.5 million of, of uh, Germany's money in 1948 dollars. Uh, was it 800 and some, rather. 850. But uh, the, the point is, uh, that essay of yours, which starts out talking about Dershowitz, the... Uh, the uh, what what do you, you want to insert there splinters under the fingernails? That essay is yeah. very well written, and and the points you make there are are so well, that, just point on spot well, Craig, on. I wish you'd talk about that. Get back to it because that's uh, the crux of it all. This this all right. I'll talk just about that briefly. This is mm -hmm. something I saw in the Claremont Review of Books. Now remember, I went to Pomona College, which is in Claremont, and there's five colleges there, and there's a little grad school, and they. they they, they have Charles Kessler there, who's an associate of uh, Bill Buckley, and he's kind of a neocon. They also have Harry Jaffa there, who's the main Lincoln scholar, according to the Jewish press. And he, of course, is a Jew, and he's the one we had to run in. Craig and I had to run in with an inside higher education regarding Lincoln, which they quoted me calling Jaffa a Jew and him agreeing that he was a Jew. And I called Lincoln a dictator, and he called him a liberator. And uh, But anyway... So they put out this quarterly review of books, and there's, an, there's one article that's available online, and it's a guy talking about Dershowitz's latest. And the point is that Dershowitz, like every other Jew, is a, uh, you know, they're a moral relativist, except when it comes to people who deal with the Jews, as the Nazis did, i.e. they look at what they're doing and they treat them justly. So, you know, everything is moral relativist, up from communism on the left, but the minute it comes to someone criticizing the Jew, why it's a moral absolute that that is evil, you know, but on their own side, they'll justify anything. I mean, that's what we're talking about, torture. Dershowitz has said, yeah, we ought to be torturing these prisoners and to get information out of them. They have no trouble on anything that the Jew does to anybody else, but you try to do something to the Jew, and all of a sudden, moral absolutes are back in fashion. And that's what I've always called, like, the flip. The, the way that they work white people is they know that white people respect traditional sort of biblical morality or just ordinary everyday morality. Normally they're upset, to, they want to upset barriers and they want to turn people against that, but the minute that something is on their side, they fl immediately flip back to that. And, and that's why they'll often put, you know, like blacks forward as, as uh, conservatives and they, they just try to confuse people. But the bottom line there, what Craig's talking about, is they have a complete double standard when it comes to relativism. You know, the, the crimes right, of the well, Nazis this... are absolutely unforgivable and unique, but whatever the Jews do, why that's that's utterly justified. For, for merely for whites to criticize, like Mrs. Hedrick up in Kingston, by the time this Goyfire comes online, Kingston will have been over our rally, but uh, look, this poor woman, her 14-year-old her, her kid, his eye socket was shattered, he lost his vision in one eye, he got a titanium fucking plate in the side of his head, 
and uh, they go online at the dailyfreeman.com up there, that newspaper, and uh, these whites, other whites have the nerve to criticize this woman for wanting her little kid who's in, in between childhood and manhood, you know, who's a, a little adolescent, 14, who just wants this kid to be left alone so he can try to, to learn in the school. And this is going on all over the country. I mean, it's just virtually everywhere. And these elites, like uh, as you're talking about now, if whites even try to say, you know what, hey, if we have to walk to school uh, like the whites made a little muskox perimeter around themselves down in the, uh, at the Superdome in, in New Orleans, well, that's what we're going to do. And all of a sudden, that's inherently Nazism and evil and uh, the, the worst moral nature that could be possible. It, it's just sick. Mm -hmm. Craig, Craig, I've got a nice little tie in there. I mean, this is a rally in Kingston. I guess this will be after the rally. And Hal Turner is is occasionally unreliable, but you know what? Yeah. This, if he does pull this rally off and hold it, I mean, I'm all for people in the area going there or anyone who can going there and, and uh, backing them up. This is this is a, a black attacking a white guy really viciously and permanently damaging him. And I wanted to tie on school property too, according to Mrs. Hedrick. On school property, but, yeah. Excuse me. And and I wanted to tie that in with San Francisco and the white liberals and and the letter that I we may have discussed earlier on Goyflyer. Salon is based out of San Francisco, and they have an advice columnist named Carrie something. And the woman wrote him about just that thing, how she'd been attacked. A woman, a girl, had been attacked in junior high by gangs of blacks who hated her and would attack her almost daily. And so she had kind of a thing against blacks and felt bad about it. And he advised. I reprocessing. This is how bad the liberals are. They hate people who observe objective reality and act on it. And they think that makes you the ultimate evil. So, well, this kid, in a way, had his eye reprocessed by a nigger. And the nigger's telling the white who saw what happened, well, you go down to this. They have new techniques for helping you to revision what's actually going on so you can see it in a different way and you lose your fear of these, these land sharks, these blacks. This is insanity. I'm reminded of a Twilight Zone episode, and of course Rod Serling was a Jew, but let me just tell you this. This was one in which, uh, when you talk about how people see things, uh, it's just anecdotal, but uh, in this particular episode there was a very beautiful white woman, and essentially all the other people looked simian, and she had to undergo extensive surgery to look as they did. So in other words, she was a beautiful Aryan woman, and because she had to go along, she wanted to get to the point where she wasn't rejected by the others. So she went under the knife surgically. And then at the end, it shows her looking in the mirror, and she looks like this planet of apes just like them. And she said, oh, it's beautiful. And uh, yeah, this, uh... this is kind of where whites are at now in, in, the, in, the, in their uh, dirty, rotten, hairy brains. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, that, that's a that's an excellent parallel. I mean, uh, if you can make people believe that black is beautiful, then you can make them believe damn near anything. I mean, whites will chimp it's out the same way blacks do. They'll, they'll chimp out on blacks' behalf. I've told young kids, hey, if you want to get angry, at least try to get angry from your own racial perspective. Does that make sense? In other words, yeah. these white liberals are essentially, you could say, chimping out to one degree or the other in moral indignation. That other whites would dare to not want their children to be beaten and fucking raped by niggers. It's yeah. a sick world. It's a sick country, and, and, and it, it's a it's a, it, a falling apart it's a, country. It's a perversion of white imagination and and morals and just higher intelligence that it can be turned against them, and that they can identify more with other races than their own, even when it's in their direct mm -hmm. interest. Even when they're literally mm -hmm. physically being attacked, they can't identify as a race and fight back. 
And we have to form a new elite and a new, almost a new people and just say we're going a different way. We're not going down the hole with this insane future that the elite intends for, the Jew-controlled elite intends for America. You're all mixed together. No, don't go backwards. Go forwards and join us here at Goyfire and VNN. We're going the right way. The Aryan alternative, as we put it. We are Aryans. We're happy to be Aryans, and we are going to continue to be Aryans. We're not going to be folded into the mestizo mud black mix. We don't want any part of that. No one does. It's nasty. Use your sense. Come with us. And, right. and don't think for a minute that by voting Republican or voting for Bush or any of these, these Republican monkeys that you're going to make any difference because they are the same. They are part of the problem. They're just there to give the illusion that there's more than one brown socialist party out there. We are the only genuine alternative to the two-party, one-party system. And we encourage you to join us with your support, whether you're a writer or you have money to donate. Help us expand Goyfire and, and other op operations of ours. And the Aryan Alternative, join us. We're the real thing. Well, this, just to pick up on how liberals or whatever, the, the people who are intent on not seeing reality the way it is get upset when when somebody does see reality the way it is and calls it calls a spade a spade. Uh, we were talking about this on last Goyfire, but it seems to be related with the Marxist mindset that education can change reality. So if we take that a step further, attitude uh, can change reality. And so, therefore, if you don't have mm. the right attitude, if you don't see it in the emotional way, the emotional frame that has is being imposed on the populace, then you are in some way failing morally ages ages that's a beautiful statement and let me just break into what you're saying because i had a perfect reinforcement of that this week i got a very angry call from a woman in florida who had had a, uh, the Aryan alternative distributed to her uh, her uh, driveway i guess and she said exactly those words you need to change your attitude and and she's like i, I she i guess was claiming she lived uh, oh gosh i can't remember it was some little town in Florida I haven't heard of, but she claimed it was fairly well off, and uh, she uh, she said that there are blacks there, and they're very, very happy. But she said, I can understand why they'd want to murder people after reading something like yours. And there, so you see this this frantic desperation that we all pretend that we're all getting along, and, and it, it's just very, it, it's so fragile. Like if we do one little thing to upset the niggers, then they go off, and oh, they're perfectly justified in doing that. And and I respond. I said, "Well, you know, is there anything in that publication that's not factual or true? Do you know anything?" And uh, she just kept lecturing me. Oh, you probably voted for Bush. I said, "No, we're against Bush. We're against his uh, war." Speaking of that, the one little thing in going off. Let's just talk on Goyfire a minute about uh, your ideas for future media. I know you and Byron had talked about using fair rights of some of these news clips, in which again. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we we see blacks chimping out, and there was one case. I was it in the Midwest? Maybe you know ages. It was this week too, and uh, uh, Washington uh, so, this is in Washington State. Washington State or Washington State, right? Yes, I yeah. think somewhere near Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway, the case was that uh, again, some criminal youth, some gangster, MTV watching uh, hip hop and. Uh, uh, shit's you know, killed a 69-year-old Navy veteran. Uh, uh, when I say Navy veteran, I mean uh, he was a retired electrician in a career with a pension and killed him. And then uh, they yelled in court, well, uh, he didn't have long to live anyway. So they were complaining he got 30 years. Well, Matt Hale got 40 years for a whisper. This guy kills a man, gets 30 years. And, uh, yeah. again, 
Uh, Alex, I, I, I wish we could get like 10-second clips of all these and call it chimped out. But so besides, we could have another one called uh, Niggers Gone Wilding. You know, let's get these things out there for people to laugh at and, and say, yeah, we're not like that. You know, we, well, we really we do be, need to do Well, we should definitely be collecting video clips from everywhere. Yeah. We encourage listeners and readers to uh, collect video clips and forward them to us. And we'll use yeah. them. Well, well that's, uh, again, the, the, the crux of the issue. It's not that these uh, hypnotized or brainwashed white masses don't recognize or reality. It's that they overcome reality with this attitude adjustment, and uh, that that's yeah, they act, that's the crux. They of the act issue. like reality is is an ad, is is based on your decision to take an attitude towards it, and that particularly offends me as someone who's raised a Christian scientist. It, it drove me towards realism because reality is not based is not controlled by your mind and what you think. Reality exists independently. And it, although it's true in a certain sense that if you know if if the Jews succeed and kill off the white race and blend it in, and as long as the Jews are in power, their lying history, their lying narrative of American history is upheld. Well, then yeah, it exists, and the truth doesn't matter. But we're Aryans; we don't think like that. I mean, the the reality is that reality does exist, and it's not a, simply a matter of your perspective or your attitude towards it. Christian Scientists teach that disease is caused by bad thoughts. But it isn't caused by bad thoughts. It's caused by objective factors. And you can think yourself into some problems, definitely. But, I mean, most of disease is caused by external agents, germs. And it's just it's, it's a, a, another insane form of liberalism where you just pretend that because you close your eyes, reality has gone away or it becomes something different. You just have to change your attitude and see it differently. You have to look at the nigger differently. Like, I'm looking at what he does and what he's always done, and I'm drawing my inferences and my conclusions based on his behavior and what I know about him factually that scientists have determined and what history has shown him to be. I'm saying I have interest and my interests are served by not being around this creature at all and particularly not being anywhere near the people who would sick him on me and tell him that it's all fine. Very dangerous. Yeah, they, they want and, to insist that the, this, this fraternization and this totally uh, steamroller bulldozer, uh, you will, you will interact, you yes, will hire them, you will live with them, you will mate with them, you will uh, associate with them. They want to mix us with the destructive element and force us to do it, as Craig says, at gunpoint. Whereas for themselves, it's the exact opposite. They build walls so they don't have to be around basically their own people genetically. And, and this, is, this is how hateful the Jews are. They want to call other people hateful, but there is no one on earth as hateful as the Jews. They're defined by it. Well, they're actually, they're this... more defined by lying than hatred, but hatred would have to be a very close number two. They hate all other peoples. And it's not me saying that. It's Romans saying that 2,000 years ago. It's French saying that well, in the French Revolution. You know, we have a great article written by a rabbi himself uh, titled uh, Jewish Survival, My Way or Foxman's Way uh, from the Jewish Press. And um, I quote, We Jews aren't chic any longer. Europe, including England, makes little secret of how it feels about Jews. If possible, they care even less for Israel. Muslim countries, more than a billion angry people, frequently at one another's necks, are magically unified over hatred for Jews and resentment over that little patch of sand in the Middle East, which Jews turned into a country. Much of Africa and most of Russia feels the same way. There is, however, one group of people who unconditionally love Jews in the land of Israel. These people are called 
Christian conservatives. They are made up of Catholics, Protestants, Baptists, and Lutherans, and many others. Although theologies differ, they all share a deep conviction that God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai. They all free fervently believe that in so doing, God presented humanity with a blueprint for life. Needless to say, these views should be shared by every Jew committed to his faith. And he goes on to list um, the different groups. Uh, the one he, he mentions, the Christian right, wishes to impose a theocracy on America. Two, Christian conservatives believe all who disagree with them are going to hell. Three, Christian conservatives are anti-Semitic and racist. Uh, and four, uh, Christian conservatives are poor, uneducated. And I, I, He's debunking these. Christian conservatives are poor, uneducated, and easy to command. <laughs> the Christian That's a direct right, quote from a Washington Post article from a few years ago. Yeah, poor, uneducated, and easy to command. The Christian right is scientific. That's his fifth point. It's a very interesting article to read. Of course, it's not in the mainstream press, but at thejewishpress.com. And I noticed that Lappin says when he goes and speaks around the country to Christian, these, these self-same Christian groups, these evangelicals he talks about, and um, he will be received, and they'll often, I guess, when he's in the Midwest, actually bring in kosher food from a restaurant, sometimes very far away. The implication, literally, you know, 100 miles away or something. And I just pictured the, 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 the white ladies running around and sort of... Uh, you know, cackling or, or or having a little friendly uh, rival with each other as to who's going to uh, heat up the food and which portion of it. I mean, can you just picture it? Uh, listen, I posted an article this week about the seven tenets of Christian Zionism, and this movement goes clear back to the uh, 19th century. It's just amazing. And one of their beliefs is that uh, that God's going to destroy two-thirds of the Jews, and of course the second temple will be rebuilt, which the Romans destroyed in A.D. 70. This is the Wailing Wall. You see Bush go whenever he goes over there in the news photos, people. Maybe you've seen him. He's, he's, he's in his yarmulke so much, uh, he, you know, he must wear it <laughs> under the cowboy hat. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. that's, uh, that's, what, that's what the Wailing Wall is. That's the remains of that. I guess that's the only architectural thing they ever built in their whole history. Because uh, I don't, I don't see any other Jewish architecture except the occasional synagogue, which sort of looked like a, you know, some kind of a nightmare M.C. Escher that you might have at night. Imagination. Yeah, and they, uh, Lappin's the one kind of trotted out by all these different groups. He may have even worked with Jared Taylor's. I don't, I don't know, but he works with the Paleocons, and and uh, yeah, he's right on in his analysis to the extent that he goes, that uh, basically the, the bottom line is that there's nothing salvageable about them. They are completely hostile to every other people. Like I think Voltaire said, there comes a day when they actually pose a danger to the entire rest of humanity in the world. The Romans are the ones that said Jews share a common hostility to all mankind. Well, they, did, they did recently threaten Europe with nuclear bombs, did they not? Sure. Well, that's the, the great unspoken is that well, Iran or I Iran might develop one in 10 years, or Iraq might have one in, you know, six months. But Israel has hundreds today, and Israel kills all kinds of people, and Israel steals secrets. Israel corrupts everything that it comes in contact with. Mm -hmm. And that's of course, can't be talked about in the press, because the press is controlled by Israelis, Jews. Yeah, well, 
Well, this is a topic we've been taught, well, BNN has never shied away from, was, has, or at least has been criticizing Christians as being part of the problem. Um, and if we look historically of how Christianity was imposed on the West uh, with, with you know, Constantine way back during the fall of the Roman Empire, um, we begin to see how, how these ideas of universalism and, and just tolerance yeah. and, and taking it on both cheeks and uh, just l keeping the eyes focused on an otherworldly existence and, and all that just ties in with, with yeah, the old yeah, what, be what better control factor over someone's actions in this life than to tell them that if they don't toe the line, they're going to burn in hell for all eternity? I mean, anyone who's ever burnt their hand or their arm on the oven, they, they know what pain's like. And when you tell a child that just over and over, some there are people, let's face it, there are millions of people who are still some few millions who literally believe in that. And uh, Jews do not believe in that. They believe in the here and now, and let's get it done. You know, this is it. Right. I mean, my recommendation yeah. to Christians is to take what's what's good, you know, whatever type of moral principles or whatever can be found within Christianity and dump the rest, uh, specifically the, the worldview that, you know, there's pie in the sky and, and, and being a slave, basically. Well, I think you... A lot of these Christians, as I like to say, is, is it's a wholesale deal. I mean, you get, you get their preachers, and what they did was all the preachers used to be in favor of segregation and against race mixing. And then the feds went in and said, you're going to lose your, your 501C status unless you come around our way of thinking. So immediately they all have revelations, and all of a sudden race mixing is the best thing in the world. And that's the price of their superstars, the ones you see on cable TV, the Falwell and the Pat Robertson, although the Jews on one hand love to mock them, on the other hand they reap the benefits of these people being Israel's number one supporter. And it's not just Israel they support. They very much support the race-mixing agenda. And there are literal quotes from Pat Robertson that the way we solve our social problems is by mixing these browns into our families and, uh, yes, into even, even into our marriages. And this is what they're proposing is the solution. And Promise Keepers, the, the big rallies that attracted all these uh, white Christian males, these are very much uh, saying, oh, we've got to forgive ask black people to forgive us for slavery and apologize to the races. And although in some ways they might be good, encouraging men to, you know, form stable families in other ways, they are very much in line with the Jewish agenda that race it, mixing it, is a positive good when in, in fact terms it's of extremely the, destructive. In terms of the metaphysics of it, I can understand that, as it's been written, I've read, every man has come to peace with his own internal metaphysic system, metaphysical system, whether he's verbalized it or not. And manifestation of consciousness, we really don't know what it is. We pretend for reasons of familiarity that we know what all this is. We really don't know what it is. I'm sure science will become more and yeah. more perfect and understand deeper down to quarks and even perhaps beyond what, what, what all these elements are constituted of. But finally, what are, what are they? Well, then, when we when we just admit we don't know, then what's left to do? Well, then what's left to do, in my opinion, even it's, if it's as Shakespeare said that, that uh, you know the world's a stage and so forth. Well, then we want to pick the best elements, and then in my mind, this is back to Alex's essay about. Uh, uh, right, and you know the proof is in the pudding about uh, the, all the history of, of this planet and, and what whites have done. 
Well, if you want to get down to it, even what Japanese have done, let's look, at least they make electronics. You know, what, what, what do niggers make? What do Jews make? Jews make Talmudic law and, and slice and dice this and that and, and words and, and make literary myth like the Bible. Uh, I think when what Alex referred, or pardon me, what Aegis referred to when, uh, when they rewrote the Bible, what they send a lot of rabbis in, what was it, a, a lot of tents, and they all came out with the same work. Wasn't that it? I don't know the entire story about that. But, uh, I don't know that one. It sounds plausible, though. The, the idea, and let me get back to metaphysics, the idea of cessation of consciousness, we cannot ever get beyond that. We do not know what's beyond death. So it's painful to posit one, one's own cessation of consciousness. And so to mitigate that pain, instead of being the realist that Jews are, they foisted these fairy tales on superstitious whites. You know, Ben Klassen said that the whites are, 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 that's one of our weaknesses. We tend to be somewhat of a superstitious race. And I have to say, with, with, with Jesus and everything, it, it must be so. Yeah. yeah, it could be imagination also. And just uh, when you have these advanced capacities, they can be turned a little farther. And, uh, yeah, people have just bought in. They've gotten a little too far away from biology. And, and just look, you've got species sure. competing. And that na I don't. I'm not a big fan of nature. I, you know, following nature's laws. Well, you have to follow nature's laws. There's no way to contravene them. But living in harmony with nature is is a great crock. And the uh, the Nazis are wrong about that, just as the Christians are wrong about their their metaphysics. Now, nature is something you have to live by her laws, but you want to try to control things and create the best possible arrangement for your own type. And of course, that doesn't mean destroying animals. It means protecting them and preserving them. But to, to claim that nature is some kind of heroic thing, I think, is, is way, way wrong. Nature is quite full of burrs and bristles and parasites, just like the Jews. And nature doesn't care a damn if the Jews and the niggers went out and we die. So we have to impose our will on nature. That's where the Nazis were wrong. We don't let nature dictate. We dictate. Let, let me make a point that, that I think, where I think are completely wrong about. They talk about nature loves evolution. That's her principle. Nature, nature is indifferent to everything. Nature doesn't care if the world is covered with strip malls. Evolution may exist as a sort of a fact, but, but nature doesn't care about it. Nature doesn't care if the superior wins. How does, I mean, maybe the Mexicans are superior. They reproduce in greater numbers. We are white people. We want to live in a certain culture that we create and see where our race can head if, if we're free to develop along our own lines. That's what we want. It's our preference. That's all it is. So I'm a relativist in that regard. It's not we can't prove our way is is absolutely better. All I can say for you listening to this on Goyfire is that for you average white people it is better. Much more beautiful, attractive, clean society. Quieter too. A, a subjective particular moralism in related to bioculture, you know, biology or race uh, is 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 uh, particular or let's say a moralism particular to the race that what benefits the race is good or you and your kind and that which doesn't is is uh, wrong um, but to get back if we cons if we consider nature to be uh, inanimate uh, then if we look at consciousness consciousness is at least there's at least a rational principle underlying consciousness and uh, I think the higher uh, beings within our race uh, are those that keep uh, exploring the more rational aspects of our consciousness and 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 work towards bettering our existence and and not um, uh, destroying our existence 
Well, I'd hate to think that God sick the Jews on us. What kind of a God would do something like that? But yeah, a, a Jewish chronicle, a Jewish created God within their own uh, pens. That's what type, of course. Yeah, well, but on the yeah. other hand, the, the Jews are very shrewd and very highly networked, and they are forcing us to evolve a better social organization in order to beat them. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what we're doing here at Goyfire. We are bringing together the best people and teaching them, this is what your enemy is up to, this is what they intend for you and your race, here's how you get... Here's how we begin to network to defeat them in the ultimate long-term struggle for genetic control. I want my kind to win out. I don't want Jews to win. I want to be on top. I want my line to dominate because I think I prefer my own kind, and there's no other goddamn reason there doesn't need to be. Well, when any of us are on the street and we see our own people, an attractive, uh, let's just say attractive a member of the opposite sex, and any member of any race sees that, any Jew sees that, any Sephardic, any Ashkenazi, or any Negro sees uh, the corresponding female of their own race. Who do you think seems more attractive? Well, I suppose from their perspective, even they may recognize Aryan women as the most beautiful. But I must say that uh, it just seems natural to me that people like their own people. And, and, and the pretense that, 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 that I find some uh, woolly-haired, uh, brillo-padded-headed uh, female, black female with her hair straight, they're not attractive to me, so why do we have to pretend that this is so? I mean, I just don't get it at this point. We should not have to pretend yeah. these things. Alright, well, we're coming a bit far afield. Uh, this ties in nicely with our <laughs> T and B <laughs> section of the program. Uh, we have a uh, an incident in Raleigh. Are they still acting up? Yes, right. in Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Is the planet still spinning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let, yes. Let's right get back are, down sir. to planet Earth. You were the last. <laughs> All right. We're getting back down to reality that we prize so much on this show. Man charged in Raleigh, woman's murder. Police have charged a man, in quotes, in the brutal stabbing of a woman, Byron Lamar Waring, 19, was arrested Wednesday night and charged with one count of murder and the death of Lauren Redman. Lauren Redman was found stabbed to death Tuesday morning. Redman's body was found outside her West Raleigh apartment early Tuesday morning. Police announced Wednesday evening that they had located her missing Honda Civic in the 800 block of Warringer Drive in Raleigh. Raleigh police say Warring and Redmond knew each other, but no further details were available. Police said Jim Sugru said the investigation of the case is continuing. Earlier Wednesday, friends told Eyewitness News that Redmond was a ray of light. Quote, she was just a great person, said Jill Homa, a friend of Redmond's. Quote, Redmond would ask me what was wrong and make me feel better. She was just awesome. Homer and Redmond planned to talk about renting a house together. Homer was shocked when she learned about Redmond's brutal murder. Well, of course she was a ray of light. Why else would the bootless have to uh, exterminate it? Uh, the, the, the light. Could it be otherwise? No, and this happens all the time. And I think white men are scared to defend their own because of the law. And white women try to cope by being friendly and being nice to these things. What they don't understand is you're dealing with a, just a different biological species, and being nice to it won't work. It will only interpret it as weakness. And they're so fucking dumb that something happens, and they just go off, and there doesn't need to be a reason. Black is the reason. Nigger is the reason. 
Yeah, if she refused any of his sexual advances, for example, that's uh, interpreted as as dissing him immediately. You know, these, these he was 22, I believe, ages, right? And uh, uh, I think so. The, the, He's a typical if you don't know people, they're, they're born and bred on on Murray Rothstein hip hop uh, nigger lyrics. You know, go look them up. It's beautiful. It's just wonderful to read them. I I like to try to keep up on them. You know, say how about this ditty? You know, keep up on this shit because. Uh, if you know a few of the rhymes, then you can throw it right in the face of these white lemmings. You know, it's really interesting yeah. stuff. And <laughs> Craig, yeah. and, and uh, 50, 50 Cent's movie just opened. There was already a shooting at, at the first showing of it somewhere back yeah. east. And, yeah, this guy's your typical sullen-looking, stupid nigger teenager, utterly worthless human trash. And this type exists in the millions, populating our jails, taking our taxes. He exists because some Jew took money out of your dad's pocket and turned it over to a nigger woman to breed her ugly, stupid spawn that are destroying, destroy literally anywhere that they live. And, and now they get the white kids copying the same genre, the white with, with big gold chains and, and baggy baseball suits with uh, violet stripes down the side in satin. Good God. <laughs> and their hats twisted yeah. on, and uh, I don't know, walking like some ape in a cartoon. This is a sickness. This yeah. is a. This is. It's really a scourge. It's got to stop. And who's talking about it except us? And the thing yeah. is, it well, spreads because in... each each generation of blacks is that much larger than the last one, and the social welfare subsidies continue, and the, the legal cage that prevents us from segregating ourselves from these people is still in place and gets stronger over time and where does it end it only ends when we stand up as a race unite and fight and and destroy it destroy the cage that we're in it's ending or something's happening when, when the, the the fist crashes into the skull of a 14 year old uh, child and blinds him in one eye and leaves him with a titanium plate that's where it's ending it's gonna it's gonna end right there with the cessation of consciousness or uh, uh, fight back you know take your pick yeah this could be your this could be your kid who's beset by a 300 pound nigger and has his eye punched in and his entire future changed it could be your daughter who goes off to live in some city and there's niggers around her and you know one of them decides to go off and boom that's it she's dead sorry thanks for raising well, maybe her. she'll only catch aids and 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 get knocked up with by the rapist who knows yeah but Oh, she's or, or maybe only uh, get scarred for life he'll throw acid in her face or something we've actually got a, a a topic suggestion sent via email. Um, one of these topics uh, was, uh, I don't know if you guys were following this, five jailed for race crimes. Five white supremacists have been jailed for a total of 15 years at the Old Bailey for creating a and distributing race hate material. The five members of the extreme right-wing racial volunteer force all pleaded guilty to race-hate crimes. A sixth man was given a suspended sentence of nine months for possessing a racially inflammatory booklet. The court heard the group paid tribute to Soho nail bomber David Copeland with instructions on how to make a bomb. The five jailed had an all-admitted conspiracy to publish the group's magazine, Stormer, with the intention of stirring up race hate. Judge Jeremy Roberts told the members, quote, No one is being sentenced for their political beliefs. This is a free country. Well, uh, sure this is, is coming out of England. Yeah, You're free to agree with the government line. You're free to 
be treated as an adult child and told that, you know, this is too hot for you to handle. Just go have sex and buy stuff. That's all we need from you. And shut up. But and that's how that's what you just said, Alex. It's the opposite of what they're talking about. Whatever they say, it's the exact opposite. It's very Orwellian. It literally is Orwellian. And it's just how yeah. the, the Jews and the Congress have taken the habit of naming these laws, like the Child Protection Act we talked about some goyfires ago, which essentially sure. protects transsexuals or transvestites' rights. That, that's child protection. You yeah, know, immigration and laws. Like, uh, and it, this, it's all done in a very feminine fashion. The Jews have always been called like a sort of a feminine race, the way that they do things. They never. They don't describe any of them. They they describe the material only with adjectives. They don't tell you what the material actually is. The same thing with the Aryan alternative. When it's picked up, they never tell you the actual contents of it, so that you can judge for yourself. You're just supposed to know that it's a very bad thing, and all respectable people stay away from it. That is how women act. They get their arguments won by implying that you're unmannerly for disagreeing with them. And that, taken to a legal extreme, is, is what they do here, so that the population is always assured that, oh, ghastly, horrible things are going on in this publication. All good people must stay far away, mm -hmm. yes. And they give you the And totally involved in, in the emotional, you, you've said, and totally involved in the emotional moods of the people mm -hmm. around them. Well, of course, for the Jews, the people around them are, are all these minorities which will push white males out. And another term they've used, which was back in 1965, was the Reunification of Families Act. That was the immigration bill, the revision to it. So the Reunification of Families Act means the importation of tens of millions of weird people from all over the world who have odd customs and have nothing but contempt and envy for you and everything white. And so that's how we got yeah. the reunification of family. And as soon as one gets naturalized, they turn around, and, and, and I, I've seen them do it. They, they, they essentially they make the paperwork fly. They get relatives down to their uncles, second cousins, first cousins, uh, sons, daughters from previous marriages, aunties, you name it, and then they wait. They wait. Then they file the paperwork. They wait five to seven years. Then when they come, and you know what happens then? Then it's Malthusian. It just goes on and fucking on and on and on until you get where you are in England, where is in their own Celtic homeland, if you say anything against it, oh, no, it's not hate. And then the judge says, oh, oh, well, this is a free society. You know, it's just like, yeah. it's just Orwellian. Just Orwellian. And just as you say, Alex, listen to what they say, and they're doing exactly the opposite, whatever name the Jews give it. Yeah, they they. Uh, it's funny. All the all the emotion that they take out of the colored on white crime stories reappears when they're describing when they run stories about people who are writing honest stories about those crimes, as appear in TAA. That's where they use all that emotion. We're the bad guys. It's total shoot the messenger. When people use real words and real nouns and verbs to describe these crimes. And, and real statistics compiled even by these Orwellian government, their own statistics show that we're right. Well, then all the hate adjectives come out. It's always when they find TA, they always say it's vile. It's vile. What's vile about it? When you're citing statistics and you're backing up everything you say, you're showing respect for the reader that these Jew-controlled papers and these Jew-controlled TV stations never show. They never treat you like an intelligent adult. They never, ever suggest that you have white racial interests that are being trampled on and that you're being discriminated against they treat you like a little child they know best and you better not disagree with their agenda and you know drink your milk and shut up and take a nap 
And if you want to be an adult living in a, a world worthy of adults, you need to join with us here at Goyfire. We are the only way yeah, to I mean, that world. I mean, I don't know. Some people listening to this might take this information a bit cavalierly, but I encourage you to use Google and type in racial volunteer force and uh, see what comes up. This is a story from the BBC yeah, the, News, written as yeah. snidely as I just read it off. And uh, one of the terrible things they wrote on uh, their cover page was, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Yeah, they have a little graphic. That's to the extent they show you what the RVF actually is or stands for. That's that's a picture of their magazine head and with complete with a Nazi banner and that, that statement that the 14 words that people refer to. And let's just say again, you know, it's it's not us compiling these statistics that show that 90% of interracial crime is black on white in the United States. It's not us making that up. It's the government telling you that. The government that lies about everything else. So what that means is you can bet your bottom dollar that it's worse and probably a lot worse than they say, although how much worse than 90% can you get? <laughs> it's probably Actuality is probably about 95 or 98% because a lot of incidents go unreported or or nigger, illiterate nigger police chiefs fail to record them. So it's bad, and they're covering it up. And they're not merely covering it up. They're telling you the reverse of the truth is true. So better that they didn't exist than they exist and spread lies. It would be far better if the controlled media did not exist than for them to exist and, and preach the opposite of what's actually happening. And that well, is not only that, but that in, that in tandem with... The redistribution of income and, and the Zionist war that, that this country is engaged in against Iraq, yeah. where the people in their own country are called insurgents. That, that, that's what you'll be, white people, uh, 50 years from now, or your kids when, they, when they're our age now, and uh, they're trying to fight for their own, uh, you know, one-tenth of, of the land mass of North America to, to be left alone. They'll be insurgents. And, uh, you, you know, you Warren Buffett's been talking about... By Jews, you're an insurgent. If you want to live in your own country, you're a fucking insurgent. If you don't want Jaime at the local synagogue dictating your life and telling you to worship the Holocaust and teaching you garbage about what happened, you're an insurgent. Now, we're the natives. We're the people who founded the country. And editors talk to Alex on the phone, and they will not be drawn into conversations about literal facts, such as the Department of Justice crime statistics about blacks, the way we got there, as Alex has said several times in this show, and we constantly tell you, is by the very systematic propagandization of, of our young people. And I mean young, I mean college graduates, and yeah. especially the emphasis on putting women in there and for women to, to, to get behind this whole system. And that's what's happened. Craig, your, your ability as a journalist today seems to be Defined. I've said many times journalism has become a bureaucratic function, essentially an agency of government. But it, it's like your skills of journalism is defined by your ability to follow the template. It's not that people go out and find original stories and report on them in interesting and stylish manners. It's that they just ape the going line. So they don't, what do they care about facts? It has nothing to do with that. On this, on this issue, and Jews are the ones who create the idea of issues, on this issue, here's the government's and the Judeo government's agenda. Here's what you have to say. Here's the form you have to follow. You have to say, people found this paper and were shocked and horrified by it. It's a vile, white supremacist publication. The ADL says that TAA is put out by, by white supremacist haters who are trying to scare people in the local area. 
and uh, encourages them to call the police and, and, and call the ADL and report this stuff. The implication being that it's, and then they quote the cops saying that, well, we're looking into whether this is illegal. And every single report basically follows that pattern or some very slight variation of it. Well, when I was at the uh, Rosa Parks uh, uh, parade there, I, I wanted to call attention. I had this video online, and, and, and uh, not the video, pardon me, the audio. And the Secret Service accosted me, and they told me that an R. Crumb cartoon was illegal. And I thought that was so fascinating. And here are these guys, you know, at my age, I'm thinking just about everybody's younger than me. But uh, I thought, these, these guys are really in some sort of dream world, and yet they're very well educated. I know quite well they have advanced degrees to be Secret Service agents. They know the crime stats. And yet the, the nerve of me to show up there and practice my First Amendment rights, so then they began to intimidate me and to imply that if I didn't shut up or do that, they could do it their way and so forth and so on. And then they outright told me my cartoon was illegal. So... <laughs> I mean, this is where we're at. Now, the, the, the black Muslims, who, who, what do you read about black Muslims? I'm a creator. Well, black Muslims, oh, he's a, he's a basketball star, black Muslim this, black Muslim that, football star. <laughs> right. Well, James, we we have a second topic, a uh, second topic sent to us by um, the Goyfire listener, um, Richard Smith, uh, and it relates to your Washington, D.C. story. This one's uh, titled "Nonprofits Get Federal Anti-Terror Funding" uh, from the Washington Post. Uh, Church-state issues divide Jewish leaders. Thirty-one nonprofit organizations in the Washington area, including 14 synagogues and eight hospitals, have received federal grants ranging ranging from 26,000 to 100,000 to fortify their facilities under an anti-terrorism program that has divided Jewish leaders and drawn criticism from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. The grants are a part of a 25 million nationwide program that Congress approved last year and recently renewed for fiscal 2006 to protect nonprofit groups deemed highly vulnerable to a terrorist attack. <laughs> a nonprofit group deemed highly vulnerable to a terrorist attack. <laughs> Listen, these things are all over the internet. Anybody who starts looking at 501c3s, it's frightening the, the number of political organizations and, and Zionist influenced 501c3s that propagandize the white people of this country that are financed to the tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions. I, it just goes on and on. We've chronicled them all over on, on, on white nationalist sites. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, Craig, uh, I, the, the thing is, we, we here are fighting to defend whites are doing it out of our own pockets and, and with some help from uh, donors, whereas the Jews attack our race, and they would say they're defending theirs, but really they're attacking ours out of our pockets also. I mean, they, they, we have to pay taxes, and those taxes, a very large portion of them, go either directly to Israel or directly to the ADL or to Israel and then back through the ADL to attack us racially and culturally and in every other way, and we're paying for our own destruction. It's not just the simple form that everyone knows of us paying blacks to create more black people who hate us. It's, it's a huge percentage goes to Jewish middlemen and then directly to Jewish hate groups like the ADL, which is not really a hate group. It's more of a genocidal gang I've, I've come to use in recent days. This genocidal gang, funded out of our pockets, aims to destroy our people. 
we must destroy the ADL, we must destroy Big Jew in this country, and that is the road to liberation. Here's a fun fact. The Baltimore <laughs> but, uh, region received about 130000 but Maryland officials also made some of their other federal homeland security money available. About $1.62 has been given to 47 organizations, of which 43 are Jewish, including 26 congregations. The only non-Jewish congregation to receive money was the Islamic Society of Baltimore. Hey, uh, Aegis, I, I'd like I'd like a couple million to defend myself since the SPLC has uh, called me one of the 40 most evil people in the world or whatever the hell their designation is. I, I could use a couple million dollars to, to build some barricades. Okay, and, and who's guaranteeing that these Jews are even using this money in the way that they're supposed to? I would bet it just goes into their general coffers, used for generic uh, nation wrecking. I mean, what, what kind of controls? There aren't any con kind of controls on that kind of stuff. I used to work in D.C., and I, I had people, I knew a lot of people who were consultants, uh, uh, dealing in non-political stuff, and a lot of the money that basically all federal spending is pretty much pork barrel, and when it goes to minorities in particular, there are there is just zero accountability. You're paying these these coons, these niggers, these these red monkeys, these gooks, these goddamn Jews. You're just paying them to be what they are, taking it from whites and paying it to monkeys to be monkeys. You can call it oh yeah, civil defense or whatever, neighborhood improvement, whatever. It's it's all garbage. It's all pork. It's all taken from you, the white producer, to feed the colored parasite. And it's goddamn time we revolted against this. As in France, where the white people are fighting well, back? You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. You think we can get enough white people to burn a thousand cars a day in black areas? Well, even for the whites to begin to, to, to say, to, to call them scum, and what was the other word, raciel, or... Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, that, 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 that's a light year change. That's amazing. I mean, uh, for them, and then for them to uh, admire Le Pen or, or admit that he's been right, or even to hint at it after the many times they prosecuted him, uh, I just feel a little yeah. bit uh, positive when, when when these things start happening. As in Toledo, I mean, these things they're happening now, and the press is having a hard time yeah. ignoring them. Yeah. Well, you know, Craig, it, when the media suppresses all the facts and and and. Uh, and tells you the opposite is happening, and when it proceeds by degree, it's very difficult to raise a force, you know, the old frog boiling in water. Yeah. Uh, but, well, that's uh, why it's so interesting what, what we're involved in now, because all of this that they're trying to marginalize and saying that we're crackpots and so forth, and now hardly anybody believes like you, and the fact this is... This pot ain't cracked. <laughs> things are changing, and they know it's changing. I, I'm just saying any reasonable person now is beginning to get very nervous about their own family's future, about their own future, about the country's future, and this is reflected in political polls, it's reflected in, in the markets, and in the money, uh, this fake house market, that's going to crash sometime, or where every little hovel's worth 400 grand, no, I don't fucking think so. And uh, we've seen the, these patterns before in local areas, and, and we've seen them coming up and down. And even people like Warren Buffett, who's a, a multi-billionaire, he's made very pointed commentaries about how precarious it all is just now. And you can go along and pretend that uh, nothing's ever going to change, but it's going to change. It changed in Rome, it changed in Russia, and the USSR, and it's going to change in this country. It is changing. but. And that frog is boiling thing, that's the point I wanted to make. I tried to make it some last week. <laughs> We're in it right now, and that's the fun of it. It's happening right now. And so 
you know, quit quit going to the football games and join us and do this. We also have a TJB incident in none other than New York City. The father of a of the writer suspected of posing as a firefighter to carry out a sadistic Halloween sex act said he was praying for the victim yesterday as it was revealed his missing son may have hidden uptown. Police believe Peter Bronstein, 41, stayed at some point in an apartment on Broadway near 149th Street, but fled when he began to feel the heat of detectives closing in, sources said. Residents of the Hamilton Heights building said cops were there Friday asking questions about Bronstein, who recently moved out of his mother's Queen's home. As the hunt continued yesterday, Bronstein's emotional father said he was praying for the 34-year-old victim, who was assaulted for 13 hours in her Chelsea apartment after letting in a sex fiend disguised as a firefighter. I feel terrible. I feel terrible, said Alberto Bronstein, a Manhattan gallery owner. I will pray that she will recover soon from this ordeal. She's totally got my sympathy, and I hope that nobody else has to go through that. Maybe you want to send her over a few hundred thousand dollars, huh? <laughs> Reparations. Yeah, I want to talk yeah. about this story. I think it's fascinating. This guy wrote for the Village Voice ages. The Village Voice, the most famous left-wing rag sheet community newspaper in New York City and the entire media capital of the world. Uh, it's a great story. I mean, a great in a sense. It's not great because this is probably a white woman, a shiksa, but... but Apart from the victim, which is, of course, the, the, the absolutely, I mean, just the most horrific aspect of any of these crime stories, there's kind of a gallows humor about it. You know, first of all, they won't even tell us who the victim is. Like so often when a child is raped or murdered, oh, oh, oh yeah, forget that point. Got to protect the, the, the victim's identity. Yeah. And so anyway, this guy, he got his fireman stuff off eBay. Can you imagine that? Now they're making a big thing about we're in touch with eBay eBay is cooperating and has been very helpful. It's just like a big, hilarious. Then he went and he stayed in a Motel 8. And so then they endured the Pocky, who was, who was the uh, proprietor. And he said uh, he was watching the TV in the lobby. He looked, at sh he looked shifty. And, uh, and uh, he stayed in a room that was $129 with his coffee pot. Uh, and he didn't leave the room. And so here we have this guy, and he's obsessed with fiction. He wrote a story called Stalking Kate, about Stalking Kate Moss, some article. He was obsessed with Kate Moss, and there have been like three or four girlfriends. Three or four of them haven't even shown up to work at this one literary house because they're panicked that this guy is going to show up and rape them next. Now, the way he raped her was he had ether in front of her face, and and she would come fade in and out of consciousness, and then get this, he ran off like Cinderella with her fucking high heel shoes uh, as a memento. If, if this guy wrote for TAA, I guess we'd be hearing about it a little bit more, would we not, Alex? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I certainly. There's such a double. There's such a collection of double standards that you know we're called haters and evil people, and we are all normal guys with normal characters and. And normal mixes of human emotions, and, and the Jews are the, are the freaks. But Jewish freakiness is celebrated, if anything. And when it, in the rare time they report on it being overtly criminal, I mean, it's you know, it's never emphasized the Jewish nature of it. 
but we are always called haters just because we believe in the facts. And we defend yeah, the right. Yeah, yeah, we have your uh, uh, gem. Popular web blogs devoted to Manhattan based media gossip like uh, gawker.com and tabloid papers like The Post rounded up a number of the often anonymous testimonies as to Bronstein's bizarre, aggressive, and sometimes frightening behavior over the years. It seemed he may have been a ticking bomb even when he was writing witty pieces about the porn industry for various now-defunct webzines and the Village Voice. He also wrote a very a large book, I believe he co-wrote it, about the 1960s. Another Jew writing about the 1960s, the vaunted 1960s in which the fall apart began. And uh, I, I tell you, it's really something. And for the Village Voice, that, that that's the rich part of it for me. Anybody who knows what the Village Voice is... Uh, uh, yeah. you know, this is the voice of the Jew village. It takes a Jew village, people. We got one, and we got one here. It's about 300 million people. Now, people who had formerly known um, him as only him only as a brash guy who wore tacky oh, 70s kitsch-style clothing saw his saw his past eccentricities in a new and terrifying light. Yeah, terrifying, I guess. Can you just picture him knocking on the door with a, a, a red or a black plastic hat, you know, turned backwards, and, and his yellow slickers and an oxygen tank and his ether in his pocket? And, 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 and to give you guys a picture, you can't see it, the listeners, he looks like, a, who's that, who's that uh, comedian uh, who, who was always the sexy? He says, you know, he'd come on Johnny Carson and he'd put his head between his legs and he goes, I don't know, Johnny, I don't know what's wrong. The, the, the high-tense Sephardic Jew. Oh, yeah, Richard Lewis. He looks like Richard Lewis. <laughs> this guy, talk about Jewish comedy. This is him incarnate, you know. Uh, uh, this is what, I mean, and to top it all off, if he doesn't show up in Israel or Ali Ali in free, he'll probably show up and, you know, they'll send him out to Bellevue or something and say, oh, he was a very sick boy. They're already referring to him as a gifted cultural historian. <laughs> uh, I tell you, I apologize to people who, 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 you know, hear me laughing at this because the the Jew media won't tell us who the victims are. They they they, they don't want to talk about that. Yeah, you know what? Up to the 1960s in this country, they used to write the races of victims. How about that, people? How about that, all you 20 year olds? How about that, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was before. Uh, we we got this Orwellian world. Yeah, well, he did write an article for the Black Book in 2003 aptly titled Stalking Kate. Mm. Now, Kate, as far as I know, is not necessarily a Jewish uh, first name. No, it's talking about Kate Moss, Aegis. That's a shiksa. Uh, shiksa, for the people who don't know, there was a Jerry uh, Seinfeld episode about it. In fact, at the time it was mildly controversial, but not really. They they just kind of shrugged it off. But shiksa, for people who don't know, means in the Hebrew language an abomination of a Gentile whore. That's why the double joke with that shiksa. And, and so, uh, in other words, he was obsessed with Aryan women. I guess he wanted to be the Aryan hero for once on that fireman get-up. It's, it's really something. I tell you, the, 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 the sickness level of it, and, and just like Alex says, it, you, you've got to at least have a little bit of mental acuity to get some distance from it and think, you know, hey, who's worse? 
these racists over here throwing around a few pejoratives or this guy rushing in to put out this shiks's fire with his dick in his hand and his oxygen tank in his ether. Uh, let me see out there. Village Voice, as Craig is saying, is, is kind of the original alternative paper. But now it's kind of grown old and hoary and, and uh, not very interesting in a lot of ways. But, it, you know, it set the stage for all these alter these <laughs> absolutely uniform alt-weeklies you see in the inner cities. The only genuine alternative, I might say, is the Aryan alternative, which offers in literally every single story, in every single issue, a radically different conception of the world and your place in it than what you will get from any mainstream paper or alternative paper, since they're both pushing the same line. Okay, so we are really, truly the only genuine alternative. Picture this. You know how sensitive... Uh... Feminism, Jewish feminism have taught women to be about anything uh, as benign as, oh, oh, you look very nice today, oh, that's a nice outfit, anything, right? Well, picture this, yeah. this vile, budding sex criminal, uh, felon, a uh, violent monster, and here he was day after day just assaulting these girls with, with, with the vilest propositions and everything in an ultra-liberal newspaper in the United States and, and ultra-liberal publishing houses and nothing happened. Why he got the Jew passed, that's why. Well, yeah, Craig, and that's just like the uh, white liberals on gun control, the white liberals and the Jews. You know, they, they're extremely hip, extreme hypocrites. They're, it's one thing for you and another for them. They're pro-women's rights, so they can, uh, they can abuse women sexually, just like Bill Clinton. And they can have their gun, just like Carl Rowan. And that's how those people are. Yeah. White liberal elite traitors who uh, sell out their own kind. Well, we'll see if they catch Mr. Bronstein. I, uh, we, we, I, I've offered, I posted, I said, uh, Bronstein, if you're reading this, come down to West Virginia, turn yourself in, and uh, you know, tell your story to TAA <laughs> and Vanguard Radio and Vanguard Broadcasting. <laughs> we we want to get your story out there, brother. <laughs> we want to get it on film. <laughs> He's all nose and we're all ears. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Closing I'd like to down. say that you suck and we're the good guys in a nutshell, but I'd also like to say that uh, to expand upon that a little bit we're going to do or we, we had someone who wants another 6,300 issues of TA so we're going to revise it just slightly and print another 20,000 so there's time to get your order in and get some of these out and create a media hub of in your town and thanks to Craig for all the tremendous work he's been doing and uh, Alex, can you sneak preview it for the listeners so they'll know what's going to happen? When you say we're going to change it a little bit, let them know so that they, so that they'll be in on the surprise when it happens. Well, it's not absolutely sure, but we're probably going to stick some uh, some crime stories in about uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, maybe another. Uh, I don't know. Beyond that, I'm not sure. It just depends. Maybe some interesting new graphics. The Midwest of the Bloody Car Brothers in Topeka, Kansas, and the uh, Lucky Jeremiah, what was his name, that, that, that uh, freaking who somehow ended up in uh, killing a white soccer captainarian woman. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we'll, we'll be back up there in Nebraska, and we'll let them know. But the idea is, is to, uh, you know, address them right in their community. They, 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 they really can't stand that, the reality of the stink all around them. They really can't stand you bringing that to their, uh, to their home doors. And and we we leave the emotion and the facts in, whereas the the local media will take the color and the excitement out and downplay the race. And oh, it's it's always a tragedy. It's always some some neutral thing that just happened. That's very third world. That's why the, the colored races are the way they are because they don't really believe that you can trace causes and consequences. They believe that you know spirits animate everything, and these spirits are really in charge. Well, that's backwards. There is a connection between what you think and what between. There are logical chains of causation between things, 
And if there aren't, well, if it happens every single time you do it, then there is, effectively, functionally. And white people have discovered more of those laws of functionality and causality than anybody else on Earth. That's why we have such nice societies. And let's not let niggers and the Jews who sick them on them destroy that. Let's rise up. Let's defend ourselves before we've got, you know, a thousand cars being burned today by a nasty mud melange. All I want to say is uh, thank everyone for listening to Goyfire. I'm amazed that you appreciate what we're doing. And just to let you know, I was talking to Stan this week, and the listenership to Goyfire has doubled. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, and thanks, thanks, Aegis, for his continual work in getting this out on the different podcast directories. And thanks to those rare guys, like I think it was Mike Murray, who have the balls to let people make their own decisions about what they want to listen to, who treat listeners and people on the Internet as though they are adults capable of making their own decision. And, you know, even apart from us being white and defending our race like every other race does, that's, that's a large part of it. We want to be adults in an adult community. We're not afraid. They are afraid. If you're not afraid, you come to vnnforum.com and you join our over 4,200 people discussing stuff just like what you've heard here in a free, open, and unscared environment. And let me tell you, son, it's a beautiful thing. Right. Uh, get in contact with us via info at goyfire.com or leave a voicemail. We're always glad to hear from you with uh, topic ideas and feedback. Get in touch because uh, we want to bring the news to you, the news they won't publish or talk about. So get in touch and um, as ever, I'm Aegis wishing you the best of goodbye. Goyfire is a production of the Vanguard News Network. Music by DFT. Email Goyfire. Info at Goyfire.com. The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. Live white chat. 24-7. IRC or Java. Pick your poison. White racialist. Intercourse, live and online, VNN Live. That's right, live chat for VNN. VNN.mine.nu, 1488-join, number VNN. And for you Java folks, HTTP, colon, double slash, VNN.mine.nu, colon, 88-VNNLive. Antis need not apply. Come get some. Free your mind of its alleged thought crimes with Vanguard Radio.